Welcome to the Science of Self-Care, where two very chatty, self-care-obsessed lab rats, me, Steven, and me, Sophie, dig deep into a topic. We get all the science behind that topic from Dr. Shannon O'Dell. I share my findings and research with Sophie and Steven, and then we try to figure out how effective it could be in our everyday lives. As in, is it self-care or a self-square? So sit back and enjoy the Science of Self-Care. Welcome to another episode of the Science of Self-Care. We are getting sweaty. We're, do you lose calories? Or you put, I guess both. You want to lose calories? What else are we doing? Sit-ups, pull-ups? We're exercising today. <laughs> I'm, I mean, obviously we're not, but that's yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. We're like we're Fergie. Talk- yeah. We'll be up in yes. the gym just working, working on, on our, our fitness. fitness. He's my We're all witness. on a run right yeah. now. <laughs> I just have really good pacing. That's why. Yeah. We're all recording with those like Britney mics. Like we have headphones in the Britney <laughs> Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. That's going to be the future. People are going to be like sitting in like a cafe, like, and they're just going to be on those microphones and you're going to be recording a podcast. Well, the thing is, is like those microphones are actually like a thing of the past. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like. They're like those headsets that your like parents wore to work when they were on like video conferences or even like oh. gamers. I think. I mean, also remember old them. cell phones in the car that was attached the to the big car? Ones. My aunt had one. Oh my god! I'm like, who did she even call back then? That was the thing. It didn't <laughs> make sense my, for like your life, but it was cool. My aunt. She knew nobody. <laughs> let's call her. Let's call her and add her in on the podcast. We want to know who she was we even calling Steven's on that phone. We have aunt on the line yeah. to defend and her car phone usage. I guess all of this technology brings us to our topic today, which is wearables. And you may be like me and go, guys, what's wearables and why did we decide to do this? And I'm going to pitch that over to Shan. Okay, so wearables <laughs> is real. <laughs> I'm putting Shan on blast. Me on blast. Wearables is really a way, like, into the topic of physical activity more broadly. Sure, it's more of like an applicable thing that you can do. I think than like physical activity. It's the data. Yeah, physical activity is such a broad category. Like, you know, like do physical activity. Like, of course, everyone does physical activity. And then you, being a scientist, you're like, where's the data? Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the She's data? like, I need numbers. I need results. Yeah. Exactly. And wearables are really popular right now. They have been for a while. I yeah. mean, there's Fitbits, Whoop, Apple Watch, Garmin, Aura. I'm Garmin sure there are more. even does it? Yeah, Garmin wow. does. There's also just one. like, there's also just the, if you have an iPhone, there is that setting, with, you know, that every iPhone comes yeah. with something that I think it is your heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pedometer. Yeah. yeah. And then if you um, have none of those, you could just call up the government and ask them how much you've been walking since they're tracking (laughs) our every move. (laughs) That's the ultimate wearable. Is is it the U.S. government or is it just like Apple, Google? Yeah, true. Mark Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk and Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know your steps, you can reach out to one of them. But yeah, so these are devices that just they most of them monitor both your your steps, so they're a pedometer, but mm-hmm. they also monitor your heart rate, um, which is really the thing that I I really love about it. So just like in to that you it, want to know your heart rate every day. I just like that it tracks my heart rate, and I like have a 
Are you have, worried like, that it's going to stop? Yeah, I was going to say, do you like feel that worried about your heart rate? Like, what about your heart rate? I just okay. It's going to be, and I, it's going to, I, I know that we differ on this. Is I just like having all the the numbers. Okay. This, it's like a real obsession and love for me. You're like, show First of all, me I the can, numbers. I can see my heart rate across the day. I can see my heart rate while I'm sleeping. I can see my heart rate like when I'm doing, okay. you know, and like what do you when know I'm at about the gym. Now? <laughs> nice. I can see how like easily I go into like an elevated, you know, my moderate or peak heart rate. Oh. I can see how quickly I go down from that peak heart rate, which I know are all important parts of fitness. To me, it's just I like some people are like training for a marathon or they're like, wanting to up, you know, the amount of sets they yeah. have in exercise. For me, I think a wearable is a nice way Wait, to just, like, get data in a different speaking way. Speaking of, I'm not well-versed in wearables either, but, like, if you have a zero, does it send a call to somebody? Uh, like a zero heart rate? Yeah. No, because, like, if I turn it, if I, like, take it off, it's a oh, zero Oh, true. <laughs> call the police. She took it off. But some <laughs> of them are alert. equipped... Oh, yeah, uh, some I, of them are I, equipped to monitor um, variable heart rate. Like if your your pattern of activity of your heart rate is mm. wrong. Friend of the pod, Kelsey Bailey, her father mm. on his Apple Watch, it said something's up with your heart, my dude, <laughs> in Apple no. Watch language. Yeah. He went to the doctor. The doctor said if your Apple Watch hadn't said that and you hadn't come <gasps> in, you would you were at very high risk of a of a heart attack. Oh my god, it's yeah. like those dogs he, that can guys, smell cancer. And the story and the story's not over. He I believe emailed or posted, I think it was an email to Tim Cook. No. <laughs> about this. Oh, that's and so I, sweet. And he's going to like the next nice Apple response. event. <laughs> yeah, and he's speaking yeah. at the next Apple event. But isn't that well, cute that, and amazing? Also? Wow. That is amazing. And yeah, that's what's really cool about some of these wearables is they're because they now for better or for worse have large amounts of data they can figure out ways to detect like all like heart rates that might detect that like, oh, maybe you're have increased uh, yeah. risk of a heart attack or something like that. There's even like a new research that it might be able to detect sleep apnea. So there's wow. there's a lot. It's like a small um, doctor on your wrist. Yeah, it's kind of like, pers- you know, it's it's like a, I wouldn't say it's a small doctor because it can't diagnose. And anything you learn from a wearable, you should talk to your doctor about because your wearable's not a perfect ac- technology. But for me, I like numbers and I like I like physical activity. So I would like, I like it just wearable. for the numbers. Yeah. And so for me, I'm actually not a numbers person and not a physical activity person. Mm. So I'm actually on my end taking a bit of so a backseat. You don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to okay. see it. <laughs> I... <laughs> Listen, I get, I get it. I hey, you're not I here underst- to sell me on it, I, yeah. but I do want to learn. I do want to learn. Let's learn though. Let's learn. Let's learn about physical activity or exercise. For me, I think think the term exercise can be loaded. Yeah, a loaded term right. for a lot of people. So that's why I always yeah. like to say physical activity because physical activity, again, we're all doing physical right, activity. Right. Okay, true. I guess I'm a physical activity person. I'm just not really an exercise. Okay, yes. I, I yeah. But you know, I, but that's so that. interesting even to talk about as a concept. Like, yeah. you know, because exercise is so closely tied in our society to diet culture, yeah. it can yes. feel extremely toxic. I think and they also, made exercise the word bad. Yes. I think there's stigma to the word exercise in the sense that 
it's not exercise unless you're taking it this amount seriously, yes. which is very seriously. Whereas yeah. right. I do walk every day and huh. in a nice self-care circle or wellness circle, they'd be like, that's exercise. But to me in my head, I'm like, this is an exercise. I just like am walking. It's not, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. <laughs> right. Which I think <laughs> in terms of like my approach to act, uh, exercise, it's just any physical Yeah, I think activity. it's anything. For, for me, like, I know that, like, if I spend all day typing at a computer, yeah, it's not like, oh, I didn't get that exercise class in. It's like, oh, I didn't move today. Yeah. And, like, right. I don't feel good after I don't move. Yeah. The extremes. Yeah, the extremes. Yeah. So speaking of exercise, physical activity, it's very broadly accepted. There's been so many studies to show how physical activity, even just walking, like we said, can benefit in addition to your physical health. That's what a lot of people always talk about, but it can benefit your mental health in a very large way. Mm. So most organizations like the CDC or you know other kind of government agencies, health agencies recommend and this is based off of the research that most people should put in 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity. And that or is a big or like what's star the next time to the frame? or in one week. Oh, okay. Mm. And the big star is that you're going to do mixed activity. You're yeah. gonna, You're always going to have some moderate activity because you're going to go for a walk. And that's moderate activity. And vigorous activity is getting your heart rate into that higher zone, a.k.a. Wait, the let's do the math. 150 divided by 7 is 21 minutes. Yeah, so it's just going on a – it's just spending 20 minutes wow. of your day, you know, maybe like taking a walk Are around Are you giving your me permission to do one 20-minute walk every day and call myself an exerciser? I would absolutely. I would Wait, say yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's yes. a point in there. Hold on. 150 divided by 21 7. Point. 21.4. <laughs> so, so let's, okay, I'm going to take those last few steps to my back gate, like a little slower for that point. Yes, four. there we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's such a huge thing to talk about, though, is that like just moving in any way yeah. is physical activity. And you can get so many of these benefits I'm about to talk about just by like incorporating walking. I and I that. think, yeah, so starting where you're at, like some people, for some people, they find walking boring. So like, go ahead and go for a run. Absolutely. Do you, queen? Yeah. But like <laughs> for others, for me, like, I, I think know treadmills are boring because it's like you're just yeah. looking at the, you're looking down, you're looking Same. forward. What are right. you looking at? A wall? Other people? Planet Fitness? I don't at? know. Right. But for some people, that's a thrill. Exactly. Then do that. Exactly. But like for others, I know for me, like. I love going on long, long walks. It's like a treat for yeah. me when I can take an hour long people. walk. Same. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, it's like a treat and sometimes I can't get to it. A little reminiscing anecdote that Stephen experiences day to day still, but me and Shannon moved out of New York City. And I yeah. feel like a nice thing about living in New York City is you could, it was like the most pleasurable place to just yeah. walk for an hour and yes. you would like... Run come into across the, like everybody. you would not know what could happen to you yeah. <laughs> in a good way. See in a good so way, so <laughs> much. Yeah, you would see so much, and you could walk anytime. For me, something yeah. that the fact that I don't really walk around at night really is hard for me. Whereas, like in New York, yeah. I would go on. You were out walk all night. All yeah, she was a woman of the night. In fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
at night. <laughs> Whereas here in LA, I'm like far away from like well, busy streets yeah. and stuff. So I just, I stay Day walker. And it gets dark so quickly. Oh, oh I know. No, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. When, when, but, while we're recording this. Yeah. Yeah. Will, we're recording yeah. this in November if you're listening yeah. later than that. So, or yeah. earlier. Time, time traveler. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> or if you're a time traveler and you're listening to this, right, just we, to cover all our yeah, bases. Yeah, we want to be fair to the time travelers out there. Yeah. This is November for us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that being said, that like physical activity is so like important and they recommend this amount of physical activity. It's estimated that about around 27.5% of the global population fails to get this recommendation. So it is a thing that if you're interested in public health and just like, the mental health of the world at large, a lot of people promote physical activity as a way to kind of help with that because a lot of people are unable to reach that goal. Mm. And a lot of it's probably just like, I think, time. Yeah. Like some people are just so, so busy that they can't yeah. Yeah. get Work in two jobs. How are you supposed to? And that's part of the problem with like, sorry. Oops, it's Sophie ranting about capitalism again. <laughs> no, but I do go feel off. I feel like everyone <laughs> yeah. I talk to I'm so like personal story, like my mother-in-law now has like a work from home job, which she you know, I think it's her first like experience of that lifestyle. And I'm like, no, like I'm really trying to emphasize like you need to schedule breaks. Yeah. And it is you can be even it's almost because you're at home, people are truly like chained to their desks literally more than they would be at an office when you could zip out for a coffee and it's like well she's at the office like no one's judging whereas if you're that's like thinking about um people who smoke where it's like it's nice you get automatic breaks in your day yeah you leave leave the office (laughs) this was a big we're not for this was this was a big point of contention when i worked at a restaurant because the bartenders that didn't smoke were like can we get fresh air breaks yeah (laughs) yeah well it's true you should allow it it. get a little walk break i mean everyone should have more breaks all i'm not everyone i'm anti-smoking but especially smokers But yeah, but more, I do think if you are more a smoker, breaks you for smokers. Break. <laughs> yeah, more breaks for smokers. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism. <laughs> but yeah, more breaks, more breaks. Anyway. So when I'm talking about this physical, I'm talking mostly about most of the research has been done in like cardiovascular activity. Mm. So that's why we're talking about walking and running and you know, jogging, things like that. But strength training is also a very important part of physical activity, but we're mostly talking about cardiovascular activity, especially when I talk about these benefits right Mm -hmm. now. Even though strength training probably provides a lot of these benefits, it's less research. So what are the mental health benefits that we know about? One, very easily improved mood and decreased feelings of stress. This has been shown time and time again by, you know, meeting these physical activity, you know, standards, you can show improved mood and decreased feelings of stress, but also just like one walk. So maybe you're not a habitual exerciser, Mm -hmm. but just one walk has been shown time and time again to reduce feelings of anxiety. So that's a good like, you know, I think we all kind of, all of us who are aware of self-care, you know, habits kind of have that in our tool belt of like when we're feeling overwhelmed, go for a walk. But it's always just a good reminder of like, yeah, there's real data there that that's, that's going to be helpful. But beyond that, if you do have this as a habit, there's lots of studies that show that this regular exercise can decrease uh, risk of depression. 
and also decrease depressed mood for those who are I was going to say, with how about most of us that are already depressed? Yeah, exactly. The world. When we're already there. <laughs> Still helps. Listen. Exactly. And also um, reduce feelings of anxiety with habitual exercise. Um, so that's kind of very like commonly accepted. We have a lot of research there. But the real question for me as a neuroscientist would be why? Like why does exercise make our brains feel good? And that's what I think is most interesting as well. I think you can be told time and time again, like, oh, exercise is good, exercise is good. But for me, I really got into physical activity after learning about all this in grad school. I became like obsessed with the idea of physical activity. Not that anyone should do that, but I think it really changed my motivations for exercise. So why does exercise lead to these brain changes? So one thing that we know about exercise based on our animal models is that exercise can lead to something called increased neuron spine density. Mm. So in our brain, the cells of our brain, those are neurons. Um, They have these little spiky spines on them, if you've ever seen a picture of a neuron. And these little bumps are actually where neurons connect and talk to each other. Okay. So they're literally making connections with other neurons when they have at these bumps. And what we found that is that exercise can increase the number of these bumps. Oh, wow. So the more bumps, the better. Yeah, the more bumps, the more, you know, talking. possibility for connections, more talking between neurons. Cool. So why does why is this good for the brain? Well, studies have historically shown that chronic stress and also the depressed brain has a decrease in these spines. Oh. It's like a common thing pattern that we see. Wears them down. Yeah. It wears them down or something, you know, in increased cortisol or whatever can reduce spine density. So the fact that we know like, oh, an exercise increases spine density, that might be a mechanism by why, by how it's working, you know, helping create those connections between neurons. But that's not the only thing that's been found. There's a lot here. Okay. So... Exercise can also signal the growth of new neurons oh, in wow. your brain. Okay. Yeah, which is really cool. I love I that. I mean, I'm I'm talking in a way like I'm totally like in a cult, but like I just think <laughs> exercise and the brain is so cool, like all the changes that happen. What other times um, do new neurons get created? Yeah. Okay, that's a great question. Where all the time your brain is undergoing neuro it's called neurogenesis. Okay. And your brain actually, most areas of your brain in the adult brain, you're not like creating new cells. This, the neurons there are, can't divide, mm. but there are special areas in your brain where this kind of neuron generation happens, even in adulthood. Uh, one of these areas is like is the hippocampus, mm-hmm. and that's kind of your like learning and memory center. And we know that the rate of neuron generation is like really high when you're young, right? Okay. And then you're like that building your brain. Yeah. And these neurons then, you know, can migrate to other places and you're building a brain. And then as you get older, the rate of neurogenesis, so the rate you're creating new cells tends to go down. And that's part of the theory of like why, you know, our memories get worse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say this Yeah. tracks with that. Like memories getting worse, just general like 
attitudes, I feel like. It's almost <laughs> like we're less adaptable as we get older. Like it's harder to start a new thing or like. Mm. Yeah, it's like plasticity. You're there like you super plasticity. primed to like learn new things. And not to say that you can't as you get older, but like our brains are just like working in a different way. Yeah. So we we've shown that, and by we, I have it, but people who study this, neuroscientists in general, have shown Shan, that exercise. Take the credit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I read have about done. It. We doctors. I've done, exercise, yeah. I've done exercise stories in my lab before, back when I was in the lab. So that's why I always say we, but I, I was not a part of this specific study. That it can increase neurogenesis in the the hippocampus. So, right, it can increase that rate kind of like, in my mind, it's kind of like making your brain a little bit younger. Wow. Yes. Like my skin and may be saggy as hell, but my brain young and tight. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> but not tight because you want those folds, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, not too tight. Stretch my brain. Stretch Make it my flat. Brain. Stretch it. Flat <laughs> brain. That's why they. That's what I want a flat brain. <laughs> I want a flat, smooth brain. Flat, smooth, tight. <laughs> <laughs> and why that's thought to happen is, you know, Partly exercise increases this molecule called BDNF. I don't know. I think we've maybe talked about BDNF. Before. Also a sexual um, persuasion. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Sounded like it could be. It's short, short for brain-derived neurotrophic factor. The way that a lot of people have described it before is it's like miracle grow for your brain. That's not oh quite God. right. I don't but like it. It, it can like, it can stimulate neurogenesis. Okay, I it's like that. It's for your brain. <laughs> we like that. Yeah. And we know that exercise <laughs> increases levels of BDNF. And we also know that there are some models of depression that kind of like it manifests in a way that it's that we see decreased levels of BDNF in like a depressed oh, brain. Wow. So wow. the idea that we know that exercise can increase BDNF levels, that's really cool. That yeah. is cool. I feel like also maybe something else that's really interesting is this um, like a kind of like compound effect too, where maybe you're going to get to this, but like, you know, we did the episode on nature. So it's like, depending where you're walking, you could have like a cow pound, cow, cow, (laughs) cow pound. You could have a cow, cow. (laughs) You can have a cow. Yeah, um, you can have a yes. cow. You can have you a, have a you compound have a effect where, like, it's like you you get a double layer of your self care. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about like even going for a walk. A lot of times you're going for a walk with the friend, or you're like yeah. calling or your a friend doggy. On, yeah, or your dog. And There's, that's the pet self care. Yeah. I've never gone for a walk with an enemy. With your dog? <laughs> oh, or with an enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess that would yeah. be. I wonder if, like, yeah, if you put two people who are feuding together for a walk, and you but said, show them Guys, nature, you have to and walk. they went for a walk. I this bet we could. This, I think this is how we heal the Middle East. To be honest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is what we do. That's it. Yeah, but speaking of compound effect, it literally this is very similar to what I wanted to say next, which we know that physical activity can also make you sleep better, mm, right? Yeah. It can really help with your sleep. It does help me. It definitely helps yeah. me. I feel like I um, sleep like shit if I don't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we know that like, you know, shout out to our very first episode, Sleep. Yes. We know that if you're shout not out. getting proper shout sleep. Shout out, we see you, girl. We, we see you. We see you. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> we see 
seeing you first episode and all these other great things that help with mental health. And we know sleep is so important to your mental health. So that kind of compounding effect of like if you're exercising, you're getting better sleep mm-hmm. and therefore. It's um, making the world go round. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's your um, oil in those wheels, squeaky wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That I actually had that written down. Yeah, um, I know. Scientific really. term. That was the last bullet yeah. point. Oiling those yeah. squeaky wheels. <laughs> and then I think I have to talk about because I have to. But a lot of people when they talk when they think about exercise and mental health, they think about like runners high. Oh, I haven't heard of. I haven't heard someone say runners high in so long. That's true. I don't. I feel like people talk about it less and less. Well, the New York Marathon just passed, and I was watching some highlights from that because obviously not living in the city anymore. I did love. I used to love watching the marathon, Mm. and I was like, oh yeah. And just seeing the. I didn't. I never have been at the finish line in person, but watching the videos from the finish line, that's runners high in action. Oh my god! Yeah. When I I went, and there was a little girl. Maybe she was like five, and she was putting her hand out and. Runners were Stop. coming from across the way to Stop. give her a high five. I was just crying at the New York Marathon. It was beautiful. There's no better place to be than New York during the New York City. <laughs> People are, it's truly, yeah. it like makes all the bad days in New York yeah. worthwhile. <laughs> you literally, even though, yeah, most days you're like, I want to kill everyone. That day you're like, I love I, every human yeah. in this city yeah. right now. But just to talk a little bit about runner's high. Yeah, let's talk. And so the idea with that is a lot of people feel euphoric mm. when, they're, when they're on a run or like a couple minutes into a run. And for a, a, for a long time, people thought it was because of – what would you think it's because of? More mm. um, oxygen to the brain. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I would just I think of the endorphin rush, like the rush. Of, there we go. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people have linked it th- to, the endorphin rush. But actually, more recent research links it to an increase in this thing called anandamide, okay. which is an endocannabinoid. Oh, okay. like CBD, right? Yes, exactly. We know that. So, yeah, I think wine maybe. I can't remember. Or chocolate? What, something like that. Yes, chocolate. I yeah. think so. So anandamide is this, for those who haven't heard it, is our like natural homegrown okay. cannabinoids that we create in our own body. Oh, and so we get like this release CBD, of anandamide right? while we're running and post-run. And it's thought to cause that euphoric effect that a lot of people feel. I definitely do feel runner's high. I just, I think post-run, I'm always like, oof. I know. I do. I feel it too. When I first start, I'm like, oh my God, I could do anything. Like, you know, mm. and I'm like, yeah, I could I could scale a building like I really yeah. think I could do anything. And then, OK, I always like go where I try to see a lot of New York. Like I'm like, I want to see buildings. I want to see skyscrapers. So I'll go like down towards an area on the East River. And then I'll and this is where it gets <laughs> co- really corny. And I was like, I did it. I made it. I'm in New York. <laughs> yeah. Because I always wanted I to live that. in New York as a kid. So I'd be I like, I that. did it. And I'm always looking at the city. And then. I love that. Uh, and then I turn around and I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> that is same. That's my. I, I never run. Too, I don't run too much. 
at most I'll run two miles. Yeah. And even that's like a big run for me. And normally it starts off really positive, like, ooh, I'm feeling good. Yes, yes. And there's always no. a point in my run where I go, this is the hardest yes. thing I've, ever, I've done. ever done in my I life. I have to like do a crazy like mind thing where I'm like, if you stop, it's going to take longer to get home. <laughs> yes. like, I'm always like, Sophie, fucking pace yourself because you got to get home after yeah. this. I always feel like I'm yeah. pushing hard on the way out. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, I have to turn around. Or, or I'll not have turn to around, like, but make a loop. Make a playlist where like the right song needs mm. to come on at the exact right moment. Yes. When you need that instant. Guys, oh, and here, this, when I did a 5K a few years ago, that was probably my like biggest running experience. But Was that Kelsey's? Be- it was Kelsey's birthday. Oh, yes. Friend of the pod. Same friend, friend whose dad friend. with the Apple Watch. Yeah. Speaking at the Apple event. Uh, she better fucking listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a star. We're she's gonna, a star. We're going to put her yeah. name like. This, this episode's <laughs> just going to be called Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. We should just be like featuring Kelsey. She wasn't on it, but she was featuring uh, Beyonce's Homecoming album. Oh, a live yeah. album Ooh. when you're running. Like it really saved me. And I feel like. Yeah. But that was a Halloween live music. Where people were dressed up. Was it? Oh, I don't remember that. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Because her birthday's around Halloween. But my motivation in that one was like a freaking blow up dinosaur would run by me. And I'm like, no, not a blow up dinosaur. I am running faster. I am running faster than this blow up dinosaur. Well, the only reason. But then Woody passed. And I was like, Woody, Woody can pass. Woody. (laughs) Really? From Toy Story. Yeah, no, but I was fine with him. Why were you okay with? The, well, I don't understand the. I feel like dinosaur the versus up, Woody those, is what I'm not. I'm not kidding. Dinosaurs. I hate those costumes. <laughs> okay. This so you had to run faster. My vendetta against the blow up costumes. <laughs> but yeah, those are some of the reasons why, and I think for me that really changed the idea of physical activity yeah. for me. Like. The more I learned about it, the more I was like, oh, this is like benefiting my brain in such a huge way. Like it helped me detach exercise and physical activity from body image, Yeah, which it's really hard to do in this like very, very toxic culture we live in. I think that, um, you know, something we I feel like maybe is like a theme of this season that we keep touching on or maybe we've touched on other seasons and I've just forgotten is that. This idea of just like (laughs) doing things for yourself, however, that Mm. is in the moment. Like I know we were talking about it um, in a bunch of episodes this season, but, you know, it's like the thing that I I'm like always saying with my yoga thing where it's like, you know what you can do today, you might not be able to do tomorrow. So it's just allowing yourself to be like, Mm. oh, yeah, like today I don't feel like doing a crazy run or whatever. I don't feel like going on a walk or I don't feel like, and it's just like, listen to yourself and just like, and, and if you do it and you're like, Oh, yesterday I ran and I got like this time. And it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, you're just, as long as you're there for yourself, who cares? Yes. And thank you because that enters my slight rant about wearables and I'm sorry to rant, (laughs) but I just think too many things are getting gamified Oh, true. Yeah. And I think people can easily go, but I have to, to fill in my little checkbox and I have Mm, to get this time. And then you know what? You pull a muscle, you break a leg, whatever. You probably break a leg. Okay. (laughs) You're trying to check a box while you're breaking a leg. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that because yeah, a lot of this research, you know, relatively new research 
though pedometers have been around for a while. Yeah, I the, guess not pedometer is what I'm thinking. But with the that, wearables yeah. that like how we know of wearables, which are just getting more and more advanced, they've only been around for so long. And, you know, a, a lot of these initial studies and, you know, sy- systematic reviews have shown that like wearing wearables can increase, you know, people's daily step count. It can increase their physical activity and all those things. Because I think there is something to the gamification of it. Yeah. And and that can be good and that That's can, true. And depending on mostly, your relationship to it, yeah. it can be bad. It depends on who the person is. It's a mostly yeah. good thing for most people. I just, there is a risk there. And I- Absolutely. I'm not Absolutely. even, it's think, funny to, that I'm talking about this. Like <laughs> I'm the, like, the least hardcore expert. Like I barely run. Like I'm just like, wait, guys, don't. <laughs> like I should sit <laughs> no, down. No, but it's and totally yeah. fair. I think we it's also totally have a lot fair. of friends who like, we know a bunch of people who have wearables and then I I think they're in like groups where they're like, how many steps? Yeah. Like, maybe it's a more community Can you oriented. outstep? Who can mm. you out? Do you want to outstep? Ooh, competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like um, America's Next Top Model. Do you want to be on top? Do you want to outstep? <laughs> Do you want to outstep? Yeah. yeah. Do you want For to be me, what, what it does is it almost gives me, I and I don't think I, a lot of people probably don't need this per- permission, but I, it gives me that permission of like, I've been at my desk all day. Yeah. I look at my thing and it's like, you've walked 500 steps. Yeah. And I'm like, it, for me, it's very much like, I need to stop working right. and I need to go on a long walk because like my, my brain Needs yeah, it. it's like a and reminder like, to drink water or something. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. yeah. It's like your heart rate is Any- 20. You've walked five steps. You got to get out, Shannon. You've been working too long. Does anyone have like tips since we are recording this in November, except for the time travelers? Does anyone have tips on re- like keeping up exercise outdoors, ideally, but in winter? Like I just find it hard that's as hard, it's getting yeah. colder. So. I try to change it up weekly to see like when it's going to be warm out when it's going to be the mm. warmest or whatever but I don't like running in the cold and I only do it like once a week but I swear there's like so many I swear there's really good um so many good um things on YouTube like videos and I've like mm. been doing all of these um, different videos and I also started doing, okay, I sometimes like will do a hit if I can't go for a run, a hit workout uh, from YouTube. And I've recently hit, hit, hit. <laughs> I've recently <laughs> found out about Tabata. Have you heard of Tabata? Oh. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. And Is it's it like a Brazilian a special type of hit, which it has is, a lot to do with breathing, breathing, right? No. I think it has to do with timing or like the amount. I think it's like four groups. I think it's, Mm. I forget what it is. It's a type of HIIT workout that aims to yield the most benefits in a short amount of time. Yeah. I also don't like to like, I mean, it's like, I don't want to do it forever. So it's just like, yeah, like that 21 minute thing. It's like, yeah, there's so many of them that are just like 20 minutes. And it's like finding a little time in my day to be like, all right. Yeah. I think there are, there are obviously so many barriers to physical activity that are so like multifaceted. But I think one of the biggest things is that we, we gatekeep the idea of exercise. Like it it has to be this, like, first of all, it has to be an hour or like 45 minutes. It has to take place in a gym. It has to like feel this hard. Whereas like, 
like you were saying, Stephen, like just 20 minutes, like that's a lot, even just like a lot of people talk about the benefits of like these snackable workouts, which are just like these three minutes at a time, like doing jumping jacks, Yeah, you know, just to get your heart right up just like a little bit. Yeah. So I guess we're at our, the ultimate segment of the podcast, self-care or self-square. Square. I know, Sophie, you were, you know, you were on the seesaw this episode. So you know, I, I guess we'll seesawing. toss it to you. You were on the seesaw. You were on the seesaw. I was on the seesaw. I had some rants. I had some raves. <laughs> some thorns. Had some, some thorns. roses. What was yep. it? Your rose in your Yes. Thorn. Yes. And I think that ultimately a wearable. Well, are we talking wearable or are we talking physical activity? I think we're talking physical activity. Okay. And then a wearable can be like a subcategory. Yeah. I'd say physical activity is absolute self-care. There is yes. no doubt about that. And honestly, yes, wearables are self-care. Yeah. It could be part of my tool belt if I wanted it to be. I yeah. understand what they're for. They are motivating, I think, yeah. if anything. I agree. So, yeah. So- Physical yeah. activity is self-care. Wearables is self-care. Do whatever you want whenever you can. And um, let's make exercise the word okay again. Yeah, let's yeah. take the stigma out of exercise. Yeah. You can't spell also, stigma without exercise. If you don't want a wearable, don't get a wearable. Don't get a, I mean, don't I'm not get a wearable. To. Oh, I think people well, know exactly if they're the type of person who wants a wearable. And like I'm someone who loves data, so I got. Yeah. One. Remember, I was. This also reminded me. We were talking about the stigma being taken out of exercise a couple of years ago. I think like every like outlet, media source, magazine was all over. Like in that you know that January time when everyone's writing about exercise, uh, yeah. it was like yeah. enter the joyful movement like phenomenon. Like instead Wait, of calling it that? exercise, it's joyful oh. movement. Well. I don't know. Whatever so, you got to call it, I guess. Whatever you want to fucking call it. <laughs> yeah, know. but I also think you can use exercise. It could be non-joyful. Like sometimes yeah. I use it as a way to like, yeah. I'm frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> Angry <I'm>, movement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think whatever works for you. And people know what works for them. And also I think most people know what's pushing them and mm-hmm. what's pushing up you know if your bar is a little lower or higher like yeah keep that in mind even if you go yeah. i know i'm really talking up these youtube videos but even if you go on youtube yeah. there's like four minute have you heard of youtube yeah there's like four minute i don't hit think classes. enough people have heard of it yeah <laughs> so you could do as many minutes as you want it's so true and you could also just go for a walk and you could also go for a walk yeah in nature yeah. double double nature. double your self-care with a friend with a pet with chocolate. Oh my god! And that's a self care. What is that? Centennial with a friend with a pet. Trifecta. With chocolate Holy outside. Trinity. All right, everybody. See you out there. See you out on the streets. See ya. Bye. 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 The science of self care. Follow us on Instagram at the science of self care. On Twitter at SOSC Podcast. Email questions, topics, or anything at all to the science of self care at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash science of self care. And special thanks to Ramona Udvardi, who created our podcast artwork. You can find her on Instagram at Ramona Made This.